0: This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 97. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today on the podcast, I have a special guest. Her name is Bridget Capel. You've heard her before on the podcast. Hi, Bridget. Hi, good to be back. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited. We're going to do some more Myers-Briggs stuff for you. And um, we struggled to get it all figured out, but I think we kind of have a plan. So we're ready to go with that. But before we get started, I just want to thank you all for uh, joining me on the podcast again this week. If you're new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. I appreciate you being here. And if you're back as a listener that's listened before, I welcome you. Last week on the podcast, I talked about teachability and how to become more teachable and how to open yourself up to being teachable and learning. And so this week on the podcast with the Myers-Briggs, Bridget and I thought we would bring you uh, some information about the different types and the way that they learn. Right, Bridget? Yeah. So we're going to talk, we're going to kind of separate it into the J types and the P types, because in Myers-Briggs, there's the 16 types and there's eight of them that have the J and eight of them that have the P. And so we thought we would split it up that way. Right. Does that sound like yeah. a good plan?
1: Yeah, it's good. And as we've talked about before, you know, it's more complicated and there's, there's <laughs> it's function, very complicated. <laughs> the functions are are very, they're just hard to understand. And, um, you know, takes a, but takes every a little lot bit of helps.
0: Well, and that's the that's the whole point because we want to be teachable and we want to continue to learn, and so that's what the last podcast was about. And so, if we can teach people a little bit more about Myers Briggs as we teach um, me, because sometimes I get a little yeah. confused too, then I think uh, it will. It's all helpful. It's all part of that lifelong learning, right? That right. we want to do. So that's how we decided to split it up this week on the podcast and. Um, So how do you
1: want to get started? Um, Well, like you said, we split it up into the judgers and the perceivers, judging functions and perceiving functions. Um, And judgers, not to be confused with people that are judgmental, it's, (laughs) again, uh, judging functions are decision-making functions. So all of our judgers have uh, high uh, extroverted feeling or extroverted thinking which uh, is how they make decisions. Um, and they have yeah. unique ways that they learn because of that. Right, right. Yeah, That all um, goes into how they take in information and um, process that and learn. And same thing with the perceivers. They have extroverted intuition or extroverted sensing high up in their cognitive stack. Um, but and not to get too the bogged G- down. Yeah, because the J's and the P's
0: are part of the way you make decisions, that's also the way that you'll take in the information to learn things, to learn new things. Right, 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 yeah, Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, it all just it? affects, yeah, exactly, so um, yeah, I thought maybe we'd start with the J type, since we are both J's ourselves, and uh we definitely <laughs> needed a plan <laughs> we before we started
0: that, this podcast. When we were getting ready for
1: the podcast, we were like, why is this so
0: difficult? And Bridget said, because <laughs> we don't take in information in a we're systematic not, way. We're not we're not good at winging it either. We're not good at winging. So we have to have a really yeah. solid plan. So let's talk about that. So the J's, which we both are, like to have a
1: plan, correct? Yeah. Uh, it just in general, J's like to have a little more... Routine and structure and a plan when they're when they're going to do something and or learn something. Um, so generally, they're going to learn best in an environment that has a lot of structure um, where they can focus on a goal, achieving something. Uh, goal oriented is big for the J types. So would that mean that we're the J types are
0: more likely to want to take a class or do some kind of program? Um, they're going to be less likely to just want to go out into the world and learn things on their own.
1: Yeah, definitely. Is that a correct statement? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, it, it depends a little bit based on, um, you know, if you're an extroverted, like an EJ, um, then you you're going to be a little more hands-on and a little more in the world, just based on um, because you are an extrovert and that's, that's kind of how you're going to want to take in that information. Um, But but yeah, it would be like going out and taking a class and having someone walk you through it, and having a little step bit step more... by step, and having like a program, right? Right, would Whereas be more the... comfortable as a learning style yeah.
0: for the Jays. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and having a little bit more um, exp- having experience with it too will make a Jay feel more comfortable learning. Like, oh, I understand that now. Let's add to it um, instead of having a bunch of things thrown at you at once. Um, they're also very Uh, linear. So to have a step-by-step approach is good for, for the J types.
0: And does that go along with learning by doing? Like I, I find when I'm learning that if I do it, I can hang on to it and retain it better than if I, somebody's just telling it to me and just listing off a bunch of facts. Is, is that because of my specific type or is that because I'm a J?
1: I think it has to do with the fact that you're an extrovert. So extroverts are going to be more wanting to be out in the world and outside of their own heads learning. Um, whereas introverts like to take that information, especially the judges um, take what they, what they learned and really process it and then come to a conclusion um, later on. Uh, yeah. So it has to do with with your type. And then it also has to do with the fact that you are an intuitive. So as an intuitive type, you're a little more conceptual and abstract, um, which might lead you to, to want to, yeah, try things. um, Instead of following instructions or something like that. Right. Right. Whereas like an SJ type might really want like a structure, a way to do it, a system to follow, um, uh, to learn something new. Okay. Yeah. You're you're less black and white, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know that too. Right? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, what would be as far as learning for the J types? Because that's what we're talking about. What mm-hmm. would be some of their strengths? If if you wanted to be more teachable and open yourself up to that kind of concept, what what are the str- their strong suits in the arena of learning? Um,
1: I would say. I guess having a, I'm, I guess I'm struggling to verbalize it, but having a goal in mind of like, I want to learn X and then finding the steps to to get there is would be something that comes easily to a J of like, here's what I want to get and I know how I'm going to accomplish it. So um, goal setting as a concept. Yeah, I think that perhaps. comes really naturally to J types. To a J, okay. Yeah. They're, they're so, good at visualizing what they want or... Yeah, just seeing a goal in the world and achieving it tangibly, without getting um, like bogged down by too many possibilities. Okay,
0: so yeah. that's part of that structure. Wanting to have structure, wanting to have right some sort of plan.
1: Yeah, that being said, though, um, I think J types on, on the flip side of that um, can struggle with perfectionism, and I think we've said that before on another podcast that you might have trouble getting started because, you know, you see the goal so specifically that you're like, okay, how do I, how do I take that first step? Um, You know, if it's not the perfect step. So I think that might be something that would be good to work on to make you more teachable is to be willing to make a mistake um, on your journey to achieving your goal. So that could, that could be seen as
0: kind of a weakness, but something that we can work on. To right. become more right. open to to being teachable and coachable in those mm-hmm. kind of things, because a Jay would get bogged down in the fact that it's not perfect. Like we don't have the perfect plan. We don't have the perfect goal in mind. And that was kind of how we got bogged down getting ready for this podcast because neither yeah. one of us could quite get the steps we couldn't verbalize <laughs> what we wanted to achieve but right but yeah. so we kind of kept ourselves in a box because we weren't we weren't allowing ourselves to make a mistake
1: exactly. so we had a little bit yeah. of that
0: perfectionism until we finally just got over ourselves and decided to go for
1: it right right, right. yeah so I think for j types being willing to just take a step and um, and make a mistake if you if you need to and know that you can you it's you don't have a limited number of mistakes that you can make, especially if you're learning something new. So to give yourself a break as a J and just have fun with it. Yeah. I think sometimes um J types can be really serious in their their approach. Like I, I have to do it right and I have to do it well. Um, but if you're if you're trying to do something new and learn, just have um, you know, some patience with yourself and allow yourself to uh do something new for the first time and know that it's not going to necessarily be right um, every time.
0: Well, and I talked about that last week when I talked about teachability is that's one of the things that holds us back so much from wanting to learn new things and being teachable is the fact that we're afraid to make a mistake. And if we make a mistake, we feel shame or we feel embarrassment. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think that that if that is a strong characteristic of somebody with a J in their um, personality, that they would be well served to try to realize that and then try to push beyond it, and not, and right. try not to be as afraid in realizing that it's going to be there, that you're going to right. have that that self
1: doubt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I also had the thought that you know if you're being coached. I don't know if this would apply, but if you were going into coaching or you're afraid to get coaching because you don't know the end result, mm-hmm. um, to, if you're a J type to not be so concerned about that. Cause I think, you know, coming from personal experience, I haven't been coached as much, but like with therapy, wanting to get into the room and be like, okay, just tell me how to do it. You know, <laughs> just give me <laughs> how all do, the steps. How do I, yeah. How do just I get over my issues? It. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. and to to be a little like learn from the perceivers and be a little more amorphous and you know let things come to you and be be patient with with the process, because um, I think we can tend as j types to get really bogged down in you know the goal like I have to achieve the the next thing and I do that sometimes
0: yeah if i if I go to a coach and want help on a specific thing, I kind of want the answer. Like what's the answer? And, and there, that's not really how it works. Yeah. (laughs) It's more about the process and how you're going to get there rather Mm -hmm. than the answer. So I think that is a big key for us to remember that, you know, we need to enjoy the process more and maybe not necessarily the goal so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And maybe, um, a way to work on that. This, this just popped into my head, but having, breaking up your bigger goal, um, in your, you know, thing that you want to learn into smaller increments Mm -hmm. so that you have little wins along the way, um, can help you to, you know, combat that like overwhelm of how am I going to achieve this big thing that I want to learn? Um,
0: and that, that, That is part of the J then because we don't know all the steps and if we don't know all the steps to try to learn something that we want to learn, then we just, we're going to clam up and close up and not even try. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So in order to get to the goal, if we can break it down into smaller chunks, we'll Mm -hmm. be more likely to step out of our comfort zone and and work towards it.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that is a big thing. A lot of people do hold themselves back just from the, just because of the fear of the unknown and the fear of the, perf, you know, the perfectionistic tendencies, and that's yeah. all part of of those types.
1: I also think it would be good to bring up. Um, this is kind of specific for the the FJ type. So ESFJ, ENFJ, ISFJ, INFJ. So they all have. We all have extroverted feeling. Right. So a lot of our decision yep. making is going to be done based on what other people. Yeah. Think, like we're worried about what other, other people are feeling about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's something I learned recently from my type, especially if you, you know, you want to learn something new and step out of your box and, um, you know, develop yourself as a person that you need to kind of bypass some of that feeling. Um judging function and go more towards your thinking judging function, which we all have, it's just a little weaker um, and make decisions based on what is, what seems most accurate to me right now, you know, inside. And that's really
0: difficult uh, for somebody that is an extroverted feeler to do. Right. right. Especially me being, uh, being so that's so far down in my Functions like stack, I, yeah, yeah, I just that's a really difficult thing for me to do is really check in and what's right for me, not necessarily what's right for everyone else in this
1: situation. Right. Well, I think I think sometimes um, if we can go on a tangent, we yeah. uh, we rely a little bit too much on. So our driver function is what we've been doing since we were kids, right? And it's just so natural. And then we have our co-pilot function which kind of aids that and I think a lot of typology teaches like we'll just develop those two functions and then you're fine and you're really good at those two things and that's all you have to be good at and um, I th- I, there was an INFJ that uh, online that opened my eyes to uh, his name's Frank James he's a YouTuber um, opened my eyes to <laughs> skipping over like we if we rely on that too much then we're kind of not Accessing, you know, the other parts of our personality that actually fill us out as a person. So um, even though it feels uncomfortable and icky as feeling types to like make decisions that might that might um, upset the crowd. Yeah, upset the crowd or go <laughs> against everyone else. Like that right. feels so wrong. But to do that might be what what helps you learn and what gets you ahead and gets you on that next step. So mm-hmm. and me, that's really why we're talking about
0: this because what we want to do is we want to develop into better humans, right? better people right. and, and kind of improve those skills. And I think the first step in improving them is to understand them. Right. And that's right. why I think Myers-Briggs and all of these um, profiling systems are so interesting because it teaches us a lot about ourselves. And, yeah. you know, if I know that I'm going to naturally go with the crowd In most situations, but I know that about myself and I really think about it, then I can make a better decision for me. Do I really want to spend my whole day taking care of others or do I have things that are more important to me that I want to do and being able to step back from that Mm -hmm. extroverted feeling that I have a tendency to want to make a decision. And that goes all towards this learning,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know. When you're yep. trying to learn something new, is knowing about yourself.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's really important to have that understanding of how your own brain works. So that, and and I was going to say to add on to that um, as a J, if you're on, in an environment that isn't J-oriented, where you're not, you don't have, I don't know, maybe an instructor or an instruction guide. <laughs> you know, how do you how do you operate as a J in a very like fluid? you know, kind of, I don't know what I'm doing kind of world. And I think to know yourself, like, if you know that you operate well with, with structure and with a plan, you can give yourself that, you know,
0: even in that kind of environment,
1: right? So you can make your own plan. Exactly. You don't, you don't have a plan and it's not being spoon fed to you, but okay. I operate best when I have a routine and a plan and what do I want to learn? Okay. How do I learn that? And just breaking it down and then maybe making yourself a list. I know I love a list. Um, that helps yeah, me get things done. I do too. SJs love lists.
0: <laughs> if I don't have a list, then I don't get <laughs> it done. A plan some right. kind of idea of what I want to do.
1: Yeah, I think for intuitives, it's a little more like we like to have a little bit of fluidity in mm-hmm. there. But, but for the SJs, I think more so, like a list and a plan is is really good. Um, and then and understanding that, that. Yeah, yeah, understanding yeah. that,
0: and maybe also if you're if you are an SJ opening yourself up to being a little bit more fluid even.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a good idea
0: to push yeah, yourself out of your if, comfort
1: zone. Right. Right. Like, like someone might have an idea to teach you or a concept to teach you that doesn't fit within your, you know, black and white idea of the world. Um, or that doesn't fit in your experience. I think, uh, SJ's rely a lot on, you know, what they've done already and, and re-implementing that into what they're going to do later. The way it's supposed to be kind of thing. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So being open to like, oh, there's some like, you know, gray matter here that I haven't considered before. And, um, you know, absorbing that and, and putting that into your system that you already kind of have going for you um, can be can be a good way yeah, something to I said working last, on yourself.
0: Yeah. Something I said last week on the podcast was, Kind of taking the idea that somebody else may have a better idea than you do mm-hmm. and being open to that,
1: right, Where I would right. think if
0: you're if you're a really strong s j that maybe you don't always think that way,
1: yeah, yeah, i think with with j's also in general, we can just kind of tend to be like no I'm, I know I'm right, like we kind of because have an inter- decis- decisive. yeah, we have an internal like I know what's right, you know, meter mm-hmm. for ourselves, yeah, um. Yeah. So to try to break that down a little bit and be more open to possibility, like maybe the someone else has are. a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Not just me. Right. Right. Okay. And help us grow and learn.
0: So is there anything else? If you're a J type, is there anything else that you can do or we can do to be more open to learning or be better learners? I guess would be
1: a, a way to put it. Or to be more teachable, maybe? Yeah, more teachable. Um, yeah, I, I think it would just be um, to kind of turn... I, I don't know. I, we talked a lot about like having a plan and a routine, but, but I think sometimes if we can turn that off and just kind of go with the flow sometimes, we might learn a lot and be more teachable and surprise ourselves with things we never considered. Because I think... You know, Jace can kind of get like narrow tunnel vision, and you know, hook on to the things they've only considered before. So, to and let of, that let
0: that stress you yeah. out. So, if you cannot stress about if there is no plan, if you're in a group and they want to do something but there's no leader, no plan, yeah, a Jay would naturally probably want to step in and make the plan and be the leader, maybe. Right, but, or that but allowing the yourself. Yeah. Or you get stressed or just allowing yourself to go with the flow. Maybe it would teach you something.
1: Right. Right.
0: I don't know. Okay.
1: Yeah. I think that's right.
0: All right. Is there anything else about the J's that we want to talk about that we didn't hit on?
1: No, I mean, how, how would you tie that into the, if I can ask a question uh, to the, the veterinary world and, you know, what do you think about teachability as in J-types in the veterinary community? Well, I think probably with the J-types,
0: at least from my perspective, because we do have a tendency to like the structure is I think it's harder for us to open up to the other people that we work with, or maybe even the clients and allowing them to lead us or allowing them to come up with the plan because it takes away a little bit of our control. I don't know if you consider the J kind of a little more controlling, but, um, for sure. Yeah. That's how I, I feel it is that I want to kind of keep everyone in, in the, the right lane, so to speak. So perhaps if you are a J and you're working in the veterinary hospital, um, just allowing other people that are in different types and have different skills to sometimes take the lead and sometimes make the decisions, and, um, not stressing if, if people aren't following your plan, perhaps, right. you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just had an idea too, for like the, the NJs. I think we often like to, <laughs> instead of listening, we're not always, we feel like we're good listeners, especially the extroverted feelers. Cause we're like, you know, very open to other people's emotions and states and everything. But I think we also like to take, because we can be overwhelmed by a lot of detail, um, we like to take the detail that's coming at us and kind of summarize it into one little nugget. And then we miss out on sometimes what is actually happening in front of us. Yeah. So, so being, being present and that's true for, for um, all the type. I mean, any type is you can, the more present you can be, um, you know, the less you're going to miss out on. But, but yeah, being open to, you know, catching the little details and not summarizing it all into like one concept right away. Um,
0: Well, and that can really throw us off in veterinary medicine, because if we are the type that likes to summarize it, which I definitely do, Mm -hmm. you can miss things. You can miss medical things. You can miss things that your technician's telling you, the receptionist telling you, you know, I, I really am always like, just get to the point kind of you know, I think that's an an intuitive thing. Yeah. But, but it's true. Then you miss out on some of the, the subtleties and the, the, um, gold that those people can bring, especially if they're more detailed and, um, more, I don't know what the word would be, but subtle, maybe if there's some subtle things that you'll miss. And so realizing that that's part of your personality and, um, it's it's a hard thing to change like yeah. it's difficult when your brain works this way and you want it to work this way there's some disconnect and you really have to work at it
1: right. but i
0: think that's why i like this concept of teachability and learning it, as it relates to this because it can help you if you're aware of it that that's your tendency right to summarize
1: yeah.
0: or not listen yeah
1: that's yeah that's more for the the nj types i think maybe, maybe some of the Ps too, but that, that SJs are going to get a little more bogged down in like, they like every single detail um, and wanting it to be very, you know, instead of getting to the point. So maybe for the SJs, it might be better to let some of the details go (laughs) and just on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. Like what's the most important thing. So yeah, we're all kind of focused on having a plan, but I think the intuitives like to make leaps and go ahead. Whereas the SJs might be like, okay, I'm planning and I'm planning and I'm planning and I bogged down in the details and then I never got anything done. They never done. get it done. They never get to yeah. the goal. Like they're get you're getting things done, but it's, right. yeah, it's just taking, takes a long time because yeah. there's so many details. So yeah. I think and that's And realizing that learn. when you
0: work with people of different types, this is very, yeah. very helpful. If you can figure out the real detailers and what they like, and that's different from what you prefer. It's going to help you communicate with them Mm -hmm. and understand them and not get frustrated because they're not doing it to drive you crazy. They're just doing it because that's the way their brain is, likes to model their information. Right. Okay. So let's talk about the P's. Yep. The perceivers. The
1: perceivers. Yeah. Let's talk about them. Tell me how they like to learn. So overall, the major difference with the perceivers is they are kind of more just taking it all in, living in the moment, like trying things, making mistakes, but they can be a little all over the place. So, um, and and then well, I think we've said this before too, perceivers often have trouble um, getting to their goal because... It, it seems like there's so many different possibilities there's so many things I could do how do I focus in to learn this one thing and also they can also get obsessed with with one thing um, for a while and then maybe drop it later and never see it through to its you know fruition because it gets boring and or whatever um, so I think finding a routine and like just a small amount of structure for perceivers is. Um, a really good thing to help them learn and reach goals.
0: So the way they're wired, being open to all these different things, could that be considered a strength when it comes to learning and being teachable?
1: For sure. I I kind of
0: think it could, right?
1: Oh yeah. Because I think perceivers are going to be way more willing to be like, well, let's try that, you know? Uh,
0: (laughs) And then they'll learn because they're trying.
1: Right. And they're not afraid.
0: They're not perfectionistic and afraid to fail.
1: Right. So there may be more natural learners, especially when it comes to trying new things. It's like, Oh, new things are what we want. Um, so the intuitives are going to be wanting to try out new ideas. They're more conceptual, um, you know, in that way. And then the, the SPs are more tactile, real world physical. So they're going to thrive. They're going to be like
0: jumping out of airplanes and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why you never find SPs because they're always out in the world doing something. So, <laughs> unless you're also out there doing that, you're not going to run. Into they're them. not,
0: they're not listening to the podcast or no. trying to learn
1: about the other, other types. They're, they're hiking <laughs> and building things. and um, But yeah, I mean that they're, they're willing to try. They're just kind of naturally inclined to, to trying a lot of things. Um, Which
0: would make you I would think a natural learner. However, it might make it difficult for you to learn something in depth.
1: Does yeah, that make sense? More, more complex, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like you might skim the top of things.
1: Yeah, I, I'd say that depends on the the type. I mean, I know intuitives, that intuitive perceivers, that like. They, like, really go in depth and learn it and learn it and learn it. But then as soon as it becomes uninteresting, it's, like, it's done. And then they learn something else. Those are the people that use extroverted intuition. So they have trouble, like, with one thing keeping their attention for too long. So if you're really dedicated to learning something, you might want to give yourself some kind of structure and find um, nuance in in what you're trying to learn to keep it interesting. So you you
0: don't abandon it and move on to something else.
1: Right. Because I think – um extroverted intuition users really like they want to take it all in at once and then um i don't know maybe you miss, you miss things so you don't get to your so goal.
0: if if you are that type and you have a tendency to focus on one thing that you want to learn and go all in all detail all consuming that could actually put blinders on you to learn other things outside that one thing that you're currently focused on. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Does yeah.
0: that, am I getting that right? I think so.
1: <laughs> it's, it's hard. Cause I don't, you, you know, i don't a think perceiver. that way, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, everything's more goal oriented. I'm trying to yeah. think through uh, what my husband or my brother would do in those <laughs> situations. Yeah. yeah. I think it just comes down to like, they, they just, there's a lot of distractions and a lot of stuff to do. So you're going to get a lot of experience and a lot like a wide range of things going on. But if you, um, to narrow down to one thing that you really want to learn, um, it's going to require a little bit of discipline and routine to get that going.
0: And are the people that operate with that P, are they going to be able to do like step-by-step goal setting, like we talked about with the Jays, or are they going to – how are they going to want something organized if they're trying to learn it, or do they don't care? Um,
1: I think they need to be able to learn in an environment where they can be more fluid and open. They're okay. going to feel squashed. Receivers are going to feel kind of boxed in in an environment where there's too many rules and it's too stiff and it's too – you know step by step it gets boring to them so i think for per- perceivers making it fun and exciting and a little more free form for yourself is going to lend you to access that that part of you that you already do so naturally
0: and so if you're leading those people and you're a j like we are understanding yeah. that and allowing them to have fun while they're learning rather than mm-hmm. following the rules is going to allow for that more, and um, that environment that allows them to do their job
1: better and yeah, learn what them, they need
0: to learn, giving them that freedom.
1: Yeah, giving them space. I mean, I think it might even be better to just like I don't know if you're trying to teach them something or they're looking to learn. Giving them like here's a bunch of stuff. Like go have fun. They they might learn that more. Um, more readily than, than being like, like, okay, here's your first step. Okay, here's your second. You know, doing it in a, pat, in a pattern might be a little more stressful and, and uh, keeping them in a box. So, so I just,
0: what if you are that type of person and you are in a structured learning environment, what could you do for your brain to endure that or make that doable for you so it doesn't become doesn't drive you crazy or doesn't become tedious? Or is there a way, do you think that you could think about it differently in order to make it more interesting or play a game with yourself to try to make it more interesting?
1: Yeah. I think what you said is exactly right. It's, it's taking, you know, whatever instructions you have and, and expanding on that because I think, um, perceivers are really good at like taking what's there and like, seeing what else is there and expanding yeah, the possibilities so, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all possibilities. So okay. having, having a way to make it, make it fun for yourself, you know, within the rules, break the rules. You know, right. And then understanding
0: th- that if you work with the J types, that that's going to be kind of freaky for them. Right, right. Because you're flying off the rails and yeah. and they're trying to bring you back into the rules. Yeah. So maybe even having the conversation that I know I understand this is the way you like to do things. This is the way I like to do things. Is there a way to you know combine that right. to get to, to get to the goal?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to keep to keep the perceiver's focus is having have like an end goal for yourself, and maybe maybe not have a plan to get there, but just be like, this is what I want to figure out, and I have all these resources, and like I'm gonna work my way to it. But not have to do it in a you know step-by-step step. rules box in type of way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Is there anything else about them that we can suggest to help them figure out? How how would you figure out if you're a J or a P? Let's talk about that a little bit in case people haven't figured it out yet. Is that oh, too deep? My goodness. Um
1: or could we No, do I don't think so. Maybe just, just from the tell- learning perspective. Um, sure. Or go right. ahead and say what you were going to say. You had an idea. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> what were you going to say? You had,
1: a, you had an idea. Um, well, I was going to say for the extroverted perceiver types, they, they are going to work well, I guess, um, this might be a bit of a tangent, but extroverted perceivers really are going to like groups, and working with other people like in having an environment in which they can bounce ideas and, um, and try things with other people, I think is, is really beneficial to them. Um, and I think that's true with, with most extroverts, but, but I think the perceivers and the, and the, the extroverts, the EJs and the EPs, um, will thrive in groups. Whereas the, the introverts, I think, and both sides like to take in that information and, um, and process it on their own time. So if you're
0: working with groups, it would be beneficial for you to try to figure that out as well, if they're more introverted right. or extroverted. Yeah, before you so put them in groups,
1: <laughs> Yeah, if, they, if you're trying to, I guess if you're trying to have a team of people learn something, know that, that some people aren't gonna be good at learning it right on the spot. They're gonna need to have the information and then go away and let it run through their introverted processes. This is what I do. Um, and and then come back with a result um so don't expect from the introvert so much a result right on the spot or that they that they're going to want to try things and make mistakes in front of you to learn because they won't it's just going to be hard for them and right. yeah it'll hold you back so yeah. yeah knowing that about yourself if you if you need to learn something new and maybe communicating that um as an introvert or an extrovert. You know, extroverts aren't going to want to be given a bunch of homework and then be told, "We'll go home and learn it." You know, they might <laughs> yeah. want to learn it in yeah, in the right. environment. They want to do but, it with people, right? Right, right. Yeah. And I think okay. maybe that's even more true for the perceivers because it's it's real time, it's in the present. It's many possibilities of making mistakes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Is there anything else that we need to say on the subject or did we do a pretty good job? Well, what do you think about the perceivers in veterinary medicine? Well, the perceivers in veterinary medicine not being one is a little more difficult for me. Um, I mean, I think that our job would appeal to them from the standpoint that it is a little bit more fly by the seat of your pants in general Mm -hmm. as a, um, as a profession, you know, you kind of have to experience things on the fly and make plans on the fly. And the, the plans aren't always going to be step by step in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you are a perceiver, um, understanding that you're going to maybe enjoy a little bit more of the chaos than mm-hmm. somebody who likes it, you know, in a in a planned way. Right. Yeah. Um, and then maybe if you work with somebody that is a J type, and they're getting stressed out when you know things are getting all mixed up, understanding why that is. Right. Um,
1: oh, I it's hard that for me too. to
0: know as a pre- because I'm not a P how they would operate, but I would think that because they do like to experience things that you know this profession would be good for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to say. Um, let me see if I can bring it back. Uh, the perceivers in in coaching, I was also gonna say with with work that, um, shoot, I lost my train of thought. I guess you might you might be um, you might have difficulty coming to coaching because you have a lot going on and there's a lot of things to do. But maybe for a perceiver picking um, picking one thing, I think this is what I was to kind of trying on, to say I mean? earlier. Yeah, either to coach on or, to, or if you're trying to learn something new to focus on, you know, the, there's always so many possibilities, right. but to, to focus on one thing and then find the, all the possibilities within that one thing okay. will help you be a more focused learner right. so that you can reach your goals and you can get to the end of it.
0: Um, right, because if you don't focus in and you're, and you're looking at all the possibilities, it's going to be really difficult to learn.
1: Yeah, you're getting distracted by other things that you may might also want to learn. Right. Um, but then eventually you're then you're just kind of spinning your wheels and not getting anything done. Right. So to make it interesting for you as a perceiver is to to pick, like say, I want to learn how to do, I don't know, whatever in veterinary medicine. Dentistry or, 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 or I need someone to teach me this. You have to I want say, to learn okay exotics or something, focus in on yeah. one thing at a time. Yeah. But I would say, don't put the pressure on yourself to, I think, I think perceivers feel bogged down when they're like, okay, now I have to learn this thing. And there's so many like things I have to do and routines to, to just be like, I'm going to learn this and I'm going to kind of figure it out, you know, but, but still have that focus and and be willing to, you know, make mistakes along the way, but still kind of work towards your goal. So you're kind
0: of saying focus on the goal more so than the steps to get there. Because if the steps aren't, boring to you, then you're going to be more likely to want to get there.
1: Yeah. If yeah. you allow yourself, yeah, just kind of the space to be free from within that kind of within the learning. Tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I had to be quiet and like process that for a second. And then <laughs> while you were talking, it came out. Yeah. That's it's yeah. Well, that's the way your brain <laughs> works. How
0: it works. Yeah. Yep. I know. And I think, I think one of the major points before we close here I, that I just want to share is understanding that we all have, we all have this unique brain. And these tools that we talk about, the Myers Briggs and all the other tools, are to try to help us understand ourselves so we can accept ourselves better and do a better job for us. But there's no right or wrong way to do it. You're like my brain works totally different than your brain when we're learning, when we're planning the podcast, things like that, but that's all okay because we eventually get to what we need to get to and that you have to give yourself some grace rather than being frustrated with the way your brain works. Because when you came up with that example, that was your your brain figuring that out, but you had to go in to figure it out. Whereas I would just keep talking until I figured it out because I'm out here. Yeah. But that's all okay, right? Yeah, yeah. So I want people to, that's what I really want people to get from this podcast is this is just a tool to help you understand yourself better.
1: Right.
0: And, you know, that's what we want to offer to you and to get yourself to be more open to learning and open to being teachable and open to accessing things that feel uncomfortable.
1: Right, yeah. And I think knowing and accepting yourself And the way your brain works is like the first step to being more open. And then you can be more adaptable on top of that. You're like, okay, I'm a perceiver. I'm like looking all over the place for new things to happen. Um, Okay, but I really want to learn this thing. So how can I do that in a way that is fun and accessible to me and doesn't make me feel like I'm in school and a textbook, you know? And that
0: understanding is kind of the key to getting there. It's like, I understand right. this is the way my brain works. So I'm going to give myself some grace and try to work within my, my preferences mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. done what needs to be done and then allowing right. that grace to others.
1: Right. So, yeah. And I think sometimes the Myers-Briggs can be used. And I know INFJs do this all the time as like an excuse, you know, well, like I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm quiet awkward cause I'm an INFJ. Like that's the way it is. And it's like, yeah. No, you should use it as a tool for like, okay, I know that I tend to be this way. Like, what are the things that I need to work on to bring into the world? And that is accessing some of the lower functions. Right.
0: How like can I grow? In. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How can so. I grow? And so if it feels uncomfortable when you're trying to learn something, that's, that's what it's supposed to feel like.
1: Right. It's
0: right. when you're getting into those deeper parts of, of your personality that you don't like, that's, that's when you're growing and that's when you're learning yeah. and that's when you're teachable.
1: Right. Because if you operate in the, you know, the two functions that you operate best in all the time throughout your life, it's like, sure, you're going to be really good at those things, but you're going to be kind of missing out on another and a lot. half of who you are um, yeah. that, that could teach you something and it's going to be clumsy and you're going to fall on your face and it's going to be, you know, more difficult, but but um, understanding that I think can yield really great results. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. So I
0: think that we've said all we need to say about this, at least for today, but we'll try to do it again. We'll try to get back on here and talk about some more Myers-Briggs because it's really interesting and I'm starting to learn it. I'm getting there. It's it's yeah. a slow slogging process for me, but because of the way my brain works. It's just difficult. The functions are
1: are just complicated. and Yeah. But super yeah, interesting. Cool. I love it. Right. I, I mean, really once it makes sense to you, it's like, oh, this everything, everything I do makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So if you listen to us today um, and you have any comments about the podcast or you want to ask some questions or you have anything to say about this subject whatsoever, um, send me an email. It's jacapel, dvm at gmail.com. And um, if you want more information about coaching or you just want to talk and See what it's all about. You can come to my website veterinarylifecoach.com or juliecapel.com dot com and uh, leave me a message there, and I'd be happy to speak with you. And uh, if you need an opera singer or Myers Briggs expert or a photographer or what are all the other <laughs> oh things you, you're good at, Bridget, if you need that, get a hold of me and graphic I'll, design. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you in touch with Bridget because she yeah. can do all those things. She's excellent at all of that. So. Thanks for listening to us today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being on the podcast, Bridget. Yeah, thank you. We'll have you again soon. All right. So everybody have a great week and go out there and try to learn something and learn a little bit more about your Myers-Briggs type and open yourself up to the possibilities of teachability and better learning, right? That's right. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Happy learning. Yeah, happy learning. Bye.